Hi, fam. I'm Katie. And this is Ginny. And we are the Gabby Girls. Hello, and welcome back to episode nine of Gabby Girls. I can't believe we've almost given out 10 episodes of consistent content. I'm so proud of us. How are you? I know. It's pretty crazy. I actually was looking at our, like all our episode list on Apple podcasts the other day. And I was like, whoa, we have eight episodes out. That is so cool. And I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think each episode that we do is doing better and better analytics wise. So it's just really crazy and exciting to see that we have quite a few listeners. I know. Welcome to our show. Anyone who's new here, we're very happy to have you. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining. We're, yeah, like Jenny said, we're excited to have you and we hope you keep listening. And you know, this is something we kind of just did on a whim and it's rolling. I know. And also we really appreciate the feedback. Keep sending that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything you guys want to hear about or talk about or that you're interested in, we've gotten a lot of feedback um, on the alien stuff. People are really intrigued by that. We've also had some feedback um, from people saying that we're talking about things that they didn't normally think about and we're kind of giving them some thought provoking ideas, which is really awesome for me personally to hear. I love that. And so, yeah, just happy people are listening. Yeah, me too. It's been pretty great. Also had some feedback that people can really relate to things that they didn't realize other people experienced. Yeah, which is so nice. Yeah, we're less alone. Yeah, and, you know, the small small kind of things that we think are unique to us aren't, and that's nice, that's comforting. Right. It's a big world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Forget that sometimes in your own little head. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And just like that whole mentality of thinking that you may have the most problems or that people are personally shading you when it's just your own kind of like self-narcissism. And I don't mean that like in a negative way. I just mean everyone is like a little bit of a narcissist. (laughs) Right. You can get stuck there in your own dome. Literally. Mm -hmm. You're like number one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So how are you? How was your week? What's going on? I'm really good. So right now it's Saturday morning. So um, this episode will come out in two days. Yesterday we had all of the art go. Uh, So that was like over a hundred pieces and the majority of our stuff was the art. So that is on its way to Florida right now. Um, Really crazy to think about. And then earlier this week I was in Phoenix, Arizona for a site visit for work um, for the big event I'm doing in November. So that was my first time seeing the venue. I went, I, I purchased it blind for the contract and everything. So it was my first time seeing the space and I kind of figured out the flow and where things are going to go. So it was very, very exciting. And it really kind of got my motivation rolling because, um, I freaking love planning events. Yeah. That's so got your juices flowing. So how does it work? You walk through and you kind of just can picture where everything's going to go, where you're going to put the decorations and whatnot. Like you just have the vision when, when you see it. Yeah, and the, the activations. So, like for one of the events, we're, um, I did airbrush artists last year, and I we gave out like free trucker hats, and then people got to customize their own airbrush artists, um, or their, their their own trucker hats. And so, uh, that line was out the door last year to the point where I had to pay all of them overtime. So this year we're doing six airbrush artists. Um, oh my so gosh! Ha- so it was a hit. 
it was such a hit. It was crazy. And so I'm doing like, I did aerialist last year. I had like trusses with like these women descending and ascending. Like I make it, I'm very, very big into activations and that kind of stuff. So um, wait, the airbrush thing is like, it's fake adult version of face painting for kids. Is that how I pictured it? You know, just like how kids love to get their face painted when you're an adult, Mm. you're like, yeah, I'd love to have a custom hat. This is what I, I told, want. Yeah. And like, I, it still blows my mind. I'm going to sound snotty. Um, it still blows my mind how much people love free shit. Like, I am not a free Always. stuff type of girl. Like, I do not want clutter. I don't want that random crappy pen from like TD Bank. Like, that's not my thing. People go bananas for free stuff. Especially custom free stuff. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Because mm-hmm. you could put your own Crazy. spin on it. 100%. So, obviously, while being in Arizona, I had to stay in a hotel for uh, a couple nights. And I want to talk to you about oh your my. comfortability being in hotels because my comfortability is rather low. And it depends on the hotel and it depends on the way that, like, the rooms are laid out. This uh, room happened to have a lot of carpet, which is my worst nightmare when it comes to hotels. So So you wore shoes the whole time? I do. And then (laughs) I go crazy and I lay out paths with the towels so that I can get back to my bed with clean feet because it just disgusts me to think that I shower right before bed and then I walk across dirty carpet that can't be like sanitized. And then I jump into my clean, I hope, bed. Um, And then you bake in it all night. Yeah. So I wanted to see if you're the same or if you don't think about it, because like, I do think I am a little, I, I, I do think I am a germaphobe. Like, I guess that's, it's taken me a long time to admit that, but I think I am officially a germaphobe. Yeah. You're a little neurotic with the towels, I'd say. Um, I am similar in the sense that I don't, I get gro- very grossed out uh, quickly. Like I get, I could get the ick fast. I, uh, I'm the type that I have definitely requested a sheet change when I've gotten in a room. Oh yeah. Um, when for sure, if I see anything I don't like, even if I see a hair and maybe it's mine, I haven't been in that bed yet. It couldn't be, you know, like those are the things. So, but I wear shoes or socks. Like I bring slippers with me everywhere I go because I don't like my feet to touch anything. Even at home, I'm usually wearing an indoor shoe of some sort. Uh, but yeah, I, Ugh. especially people who you don't know who's been in there and whose feet have touched what Ugh. and what juices like that's just what I think I just think about all the juices and it just grosses me out and so I'm like I'm the person that wipes down all of the handles in the hotel room I don't usually watch tv so I don't really touch the remote but if I do I wipe down the remote like I just the general public just grosses me out so much that I and it I think this is like where it it kind of teeters into OCD a little bit because it's like very much an intrusive thought that I cannot get out of my head until I like wash my hands or until I wipe it down. I do it on plain seats. I did it even before COVID and people used to either think I was crazy or a genius. Now I think people just like think I'm like a COVID girl, but like this, this has been long seated. Um, This isn't new. This is not new. (laughs) No. And Boyd is very similar with the germ thing. Like, he's very, very germ conscious. And so we almost have gotten each other, like, a little bit worse. Um, You know, like, 
yesterday the movers you work each other up yeah we do yesterday the movers were obviously in our house and we didn't have them take off their shoes and so i am like already grossed out that my feet have been touching the same floor and i'm going to mop today even though i move out in four days just for my own mental sanctity because i want to walk walk barefoot in my house comfortably and right and not think about where they were walking prior to that yeah and i do that like even if our maintenance man comes in for a minute to change a light bulb like i just i have to mop because it just grosses me out to think where where his shoes have been little ocd yeah Mm -hmm. you could say Mm -hmm. i mean i understand i'm not typically pulling out the mop when someone walks in but but i get that I think it I think it has to do too with um just living in the city cuz like when I grew up in Vermont and New Hampshire I was much less germ conscious because I think like the dirt that we experienced was just like physical dirt. It was just like, you know, bark and leaves and that kind of stuff which doesn't feel dirty to me. It's like the city, I see the pee, I see the poop, I see the vomit, I see the garbage, I see like people's yeah. loogies everywhere. Gross. So I just am like I can't have that in my house. I that that does make sense. It, do you, when you get home, do you take your shoes off immediately? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a, we have a no shoe policy. No shoe. hundred percent. Like we have a runner, like we have a, a rug and a bench where people can sit and take their shoes off. And then all of our shoes are in the bench. And so it's very clear. There's like a line that we like physically made that you do not take your shoes off past this point. I actually appreciate that because some people say no shoes but it's not comfortable always to just take your shoes off. So it's nice to have a little spot where you could sit down and, you know, take them off and you see where the shoes are lined up. It's not just your shoes sitting there. You know how sometimes you walk into people's house and you're not sure if you should take your shoes off or not because there are no shoes around. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. No, we tried to make like a drop zone and like people have given us guff about it, but I'm just like, you know what? You can sit. And you can talk to us from the bench then if you don't want to take off your shoes. That is perfectly appropriate. But stay at your own home. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be there. <laughs> now that I own a home, I think I want to be one of those homes that has slippers for people. So maybe I'll have like a pair, just a pair or two of slippers so that when people come over, if they don't want to go barefoot, they can at least put on a pair of slippers so they can like have house shoes in my house. Even like some socks. You could leave a basket of socks or something. Yeah, just so anything. Could. I love to wear socks. That would make me so happy. <laughs> Ew, I hate socks. Socks are I like- I love them. Mm-mm. I don't like my feet being restricted. Like, first thing I do is to, I, I truly, it's like a it's like a sensory thing. I truly cannot wear socks comfortably. Like, just bare, like, without shoes on. I don't know why. So you wait till the last minute to put your socks on before you put your shoes on. Always the last thing. Yeah. I, I, Cause I have, to, I put them on together. I don't, I don't. Do you ever work. go sockless in your, sh- in shoes that should require socks? Sometimes, but blisters. Yeah. Also feet feel creepy in shoes without socks. It's like, oh, I don't yeah. feel like I should be touching the roof of the shoe. You know, <laughs> the only thing I really like wearing, um, without socks is Uggs. Like those are, you know, oh, I was just thinking that cause they're cozy. It's like a, bed for your feet they are the best shoes ever i got boy to pair like of the boots for winter and he at first he was like a little bit hesitant to wear them but then when he put them on he was like holy shit i was like i know why do you think every girl owns a multiple pairs they are the best shoes in the damn world right like the different lengths you can have the different colors they're perfect you can have the slippers if you'd like so comfy cozy like just mm-hmm. so nice <laughs> Yeah, I get that. I, so I love, I cannot sleep in socks. I actually can't even sleep with my feet under the covers. My feet 
are sometimes all they'll start under the covers, but they get warm quickly. So they're always sticking out. Katie's horrified by this, by I'm the way. I'm horrified. I literally create a pocket. I create like a taco. I tuck my feet. I like kick my feet up and I get like the edge of the blanket underneath and I lock it in under my calves, you know? And so I have like literally an envelope under my feet all night. You tuck your feet in. Yeah, I, my feet just get hot. And if my feet are hot, the rest of me is not okay. So I sleep with my feet out. And then when I wake up in the morning, I always put socks on. Unless I'm wearing flip-flops that day, but I always wear socks. Okay. I love them. My favorite socks in the world. I I like, what, you're wearing the wrong kind of flip-flop. Obviously. No, it's, it's the way that I walk. I swear, like, ever, besides, like, slides, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Adidas slides that are, like, you can't get a blister from them. I get a blister from every single pair of flip-flops I've ever owned. Wow, that's really sad. It's really weird. That's why I just wear Birkenstocks, because I can't, you can't get blisters from Birkenstocks either. I actually, so the flip-flops that I wear, I shouldn't even, flip-flop is a strong word, I guess. The flip-flops that I wear are the Birkenstock ones. They're plastic, like, they're oh, that... Yeah plastic material but they have a thong in the middle they don't look they don't there's no buckle they're not those um but yeah i call them my pool burks (laughs) i can't believe i just said that out loud Uh, i call them my pool burks and i always i put them on in the morning like if i'm gonna let the dogs out or whatever wait no wait i have i have fancy burks (laughs) you do are they like silver or something no, they're um they're really cool. They're called the splits. Everyone should get a pair. One strap is black and one strap is white, like stark Ooh, white and stark. And I so love that. I don't. I'm never gonna wear them to a wedding, but like I can wear them to a restaurant, and they just look elevated. And I don't wear them a lot, so they don't get dingy. And so they're just like my like. If we're going to a casual dinner, I can wear them and feel comfortable, but still look okay. You know, right? Because the regular Burks, you put them on and they. They're kind of they crunchy just, looking. Yeah, and they just look, they just, they don't look fresh for long. No, you know? and they become molded to your feet. Your feet are it stuck in them. The shape of your feet, all of it. The imprint. Like, it's, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. <laughs> for all the new listeners, riveting Birkenstock content, subscribe. I know, heavy on the Burks over here. <laughs> Wait, I'm just so glad that you're a Burks girl because I feel like I'm gonna be like the only person in Florida that wears Burks, but they're just they're no, my you're not. Shoe. I also will say you came to visit me in Florida once, so I junior year went shopping mm-hmm. for a prom dress, and I didn't find a dress that I liked, but I did find a pair of Birkenstocks that I liked, and they're those you know the thong one strap, I mean a T strap, excuse me, Birkenstocks uh-huh. yeah, that yeah. or that olive color. And then you came to visit me in Florida and you had those with the strap on the back and I couldn't believe it. I was like, we have the same color, which is such an odd color. Not everybody, I've never seen them on anyone else except you. Yeah. I got those ones specifically for, um, backpacking through Europe. For traveling. I remember that. Yep. Um, yeah. Now, now I'm just like the classic, like two strap girl, just like Mm -hmm. the slip in, slip on. Yeah, me too. I have, I have those also. I also have the clogs. I love those clogs Mm, i have to try them i know they make sneakers too i need to like explore the brand more but i always get a new pair of birkenstocks because i go through like one a year so i just always get a new pair of like the two straps. see i don't ever get a new pair i i i get them resold like the green ones i actually just had those Uh... resold because that's what broke but they feel so comfortable on my feet i'm like it took me so long to get this worn in (laughs) i'm just gonna keep them rolling 
Oh, see, I love the structure of the new ones. That's why I, I always, because I have like pronation, so my feet mm-hmm. tilt in outwards. I don't know. I walk on my heels a lot. And so the the reason why I started wearing Birkenstocks was because it does like align your body the way that it should. Because they have the arch it's, and whatnot. Yeah. And so immediately when I put on fresh, fresh Birkenstocks, I can feel like my knees and my hips in the alignment that they should be. And I have a lot of issues with my he- knees and my hips. And so, um, I love, I love the structure that they provide. So what color did you get this year? Just white. I white. Ooh. Always white. Cause okay. they just go with everything. I can wipe them down so they don't look as gross. You know, I feel like the black are a little bit too masculine. Boyd has a pair and they just like look a little bit too like, um, I don't know. They look heavy to be honest. Yeah. I don't, I'm not really a dark, I'm not like a black sneaker or sandal girl. Like I would so much rather go for a white sneaker than a black sneaker all the time. Me too. Major. I I like black clothing, but not necessarily black sneakers. Now a black boot. That's a different story. Totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Or heel completely different, but a black sneaker. I don't know. It just, I feel like I, I look like I've been mowing the lawn or something. I feel like a server again. (laughs) Yeah. Server. Yeah. I have like a, I have one pair of Vans, but I don't ever wear them because I just don't love the black sneaker aesthetic. I do like my Vans, but I like the checkered ones, not the all. I used to have, I have the all black ones. I just mm. don't. Same scenario. Okay, wait. So that was a really long how was I. How are you this week? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I'm on the come up. Last I spoke with you, so for our last episode, actually, I had just gotten my next one on replaced. And okay, this is kind of a big topic I'm gonna about to talk about here so buckle up but so I had just had my next one on replaced and I was excited feeling fine I woke up on Saturday and I felt different Mm. I was feeling in my sads again and then I kept plunging exercising doing all the things Vinny came on Sunday he came to visit and he ended up staying through Thursday which was good because I needed him around. Mm-hmm. And then basically Thursday after he left, I just, I felt like I was hit by a Mack truck of like sadness. I was looking at myself in the mirror and I didn't even know who I couldn't recognize myself. I, I knew something was really, really wrong mm-hmm. because I've been feeling good for some time. And I know, you know, it's bipolar. I have bipolar. It comes in waves and whatnot, but I just couldn't help but feel like this was triggered by something. And also my psoriasis came back full force, like over basically overnight. I woke up on Saturday and I had psoriasis all over my back again on my forearms. And this just can't be a coincidence. You know, I'm cold plunging. I'm doing all the things. And then I woke up on Friday and I, so yesterday, wow, I can't believe that was yesterday. I woke up yesterday and I, felt just the weight of everything. And I, I didn't want to be here. I was starting to scare myself. So I ended up calling and making an appointment to have it removed. The, the next one on, because it just, it, I could feel in my bones that it, this is something that triggered it. Yeah. So I had it removed and it was pretty wild. About four hours afterwards, I already started feeling better. Just mentally, it felt like these clouds were lifting. So I met with my GP yesterday afternoon. And this is a thing. This is actually, this happens to people. Uh, it can affect your mental health and your body, your immune system causes inflammation in so many ways. And I have been struggling with my mental health specifically 
for the last eight years really hard. And my psoriasis started about the same time. So it really all does align That's crazy. with when I first started the next one on. And I don't know how I never associated the two or how my doctor, my dermatologist, anyone never associated this together. Um, but I also want to talk about just the kind of the timeline of how I experienced everything for the last two years. So the first Nexplanon that I had, I had for three years. That's what we said this last week. That's what Nexplanon, the company itself, recommends. Planned Parenthood does their own independent studies that say five years. So July 2021 was right at my three-year mark. And around that time, I kind of crashed mentally. Um, I was working. I had just started my company I was working between 80 and 100 hours a week. My average was 92 hours for a whole year. Um, And I was basically working and crying, trying not to kill myself the other (sighs) however many hours a day, which weren't many. I was keeping myself busy. And I did that until July 2022. I don't even really remember much from 2021 because all I was doing was working and And it was COVID, so you couldn't do much. So you just were like in the house just working by yourself, right? Right. And I didn't have any employees then. It was just me. And, you know, my work is difficult. Like, it's head down work all day. I'm coding. I'm. It's not like sitting in front of a computer and answering emails. It's like you're building shit all day. Right. And it was high stress, high pressure, all fine. But it was really just to, to, I was keeping myself busy, you know. Of running from my own thoughts. I never had time. I didn't let myself have time to think. So, yeah. Then July 2022, so a full year later, I hired my brother because I was starting to, it was starting to affect my work. I was getting really frustrated. I couldn't focus the way that I used to be able to. Um, I would find myself just getting so frustrated. I'd be like screaming and I'm home alone, you know? So I needed help. I hired my brother. That was good for me. I was only where I then. So from July to November, I was averaging 60 hours a week. Okay. So it was definitely a weight off my shoulders and I had help, but still I was really struggling. Trey, that's my brother. He, he, he never left my side. Basically. He was always with me every day. He could see when I was starting to get lost in my own thoughts. Cause I couldn't keep them away at this point. Mm-hmm. I couldn't keep away just all the negative. Like, I didn't feel like I should, I belonged here anymore uh, mm-hmm. on this earth. So Trey, you know, he, we'd go for walks. He'd talk with me. He'd, he was helpful and he was good at the job too, which was, which was nice because mm-hmm. it was like, everything was on me anymore. And then in November, 2022, so about eight months ago, I, my psoriasis was so bad that it had, it was covering my eardrums and I couldn't hear out of either ear. And I basically broke. I, I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't work. I stopped working. Um, I ended up hiring another person in October. So she is still, she's basically running my business right now. She's killing it. Um, but I, I literally, I couldn't get out of bed. I spent from November until May every day, just trying not to kill myself like trigger Sorry about that, but that that was all my energy. I, I could hardly brush my teeth, brush my hair. I just remember this one conversation I had with my 
boyfriend at the time. This was in January. And he had vacuumed and did the dishes and this and that. And he said to me, he's like, I'm doing all this. What are you bringing to the table? And I just remember thinking, we're lucky I'm at the table, to be honest. I'm not even brushing my hair right now. Like, I, how are you not seeing this? You live with me, you know? I'm like, I'm not getting out of bed most days. And I'm not that kind of person. I'm a person that I have a job and I do what I have to do and I can push through. And I couldn't push through anymore. And it was, I mean, I don't remember a lot of it. But I remember that. I couldn't text. I couldn't look at my phone. I bought a new phone in February because mine didn't feel like my phone anymore. Like I was getting these messages from all my friends, from my parents, from people, and I could not respond because I didn't feel like they were for me. Um, I missed one of my close friends' bachelorette party because I literally slept through it. Like I, it it was so bad. Um, And then in May, I started cold plunging and, you know, doing all the things that really did pull me back from wherever that, that place I was. Um, I, I remember looking at myself in the mirror and just being like, who the fuck is that? Who is that person? Like, it was so frustrating for me and I couldn't, I, I just, I didn't even know where I was half the time. Like I didn't, I couldn't do anything. I wasn't, I wasn't me. And I can't, help but think that when that next one on ran out like for the three years that they say it works and then those other two that it had some sort of effect on me um because like you know how you said after a certain amount of time you start to bleed again like it feels like that um not that I was bleeding I was just not a human being like I couldn't participate in life and I just, I can't help but think that, that it has something to do with it. And, you know, I'm sitting here today. I I can't believe that I'm sitting here today talking to you just based on how I felt yesterday morning when I woke up. Like, I had it removed, and I feel better today. And I, I literally spent the last eight months of my life trying not to kill myself, and it's just so wild how that was removed, and I don't feel like that anymore. heavy yeah I'm I'm so sorry and I'm so glad that you are at the table and I'm so glad that you're here because we need you here and I love you thank you I love you too and I'm so sorry that you've been going through this and you've been fighting this battle and I know you couldn't have told me during that time, but I wish I had known, so at least I could have helped support you and your family any way that I could have. I would have been at your house in an instant if I had known. And I'm just really sorry. It's okay. You know, like, we're here now, and it's so crazy that I could sit here and talk about it. Because I couldn't... I couldn't before, you know, my mom would go three weeks without hearing from me and she would just show up at my house because she didn't know what was going on. And I just couldn't, I couldn't text. I couldn't talk. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I, um, 
all I can say is the first thing that when when you told me this is um it makes complete sense that this was a trigger for autoimmune because your body had a an unknown item in it and it started attacking it makes sense and it sounds so much like the people who um have like breast implants who feel ill for years and then like you just said i'm i'm snotting um (laughs) (laughs) gross um that the you know the day after they get them out they start to feel better and so i'm just like thinking like you can never get anything else put in your body like this like this this we your body obviously is um sensitive to -hmm. this kind of stuff and so i just i i i i hope that this I hope this was all supposed to be this way. I hope that you were supposed to get this and we were supposed to talk about it and like, you know, and I, I hope that this was supposed to be the change and that this is the root of the problem because thank fucking God we found it if it is, you know? Yeah, I mean, I was having, I also, <clears throat> I was having seizures oh, fuck. In, in May. Yeah, um, that's the reason I ended up actually breaking up with my boyfriend the final cause for me was I was having memory problems um beyond the fact of I didn't know who I was and I was feeling so crazy I couldn't remember anything um I was like a squirrel just a goldfish maybe and I was supposed to go on vacation and I was supposed which I also couldn't I was having a hard time making plans I couldn't ever make plans because I didn't know if I was going to be there too you know, fulfill those or, you know, make whatever. Uh, so I had booked a flight and I was supposed to go visit actually the girl who works for me, Robin, who's also my close friend. And, uh, we, I was going to help her through some work stuff because I couldn't do a screen. I couldn't, I just, I had, my brain was broken. Uh, and it was the night before I was supposed to leave. I had left my mom's house and I got home and I realized that I didn't have any of my work stuff. I didn't have my computer. I didn't have my backpack even, which is just so not like me. And I was like, something's really, really wrong here. Uh, I don't know what, but something's really wrong. And my boyfriend at the time said, you're fine. You're fine. It's fine. So I woke up the next morning and instead of going to the airport, I drove myself to the emergency room and they found some matter on my brain that they thought was, they thought I had MS when they saw it. And, uh, later after seeing, you know, neuropsych, another couple neurologists, uh, they realized that I had been having seizures and it was damaging my brain. Um, so it was, it was all this storm of things that were going on. And I just hope that someone, anyone who's, you know, struggling that hard knows that, you will make it, you know, you, you can't quit. You have to keep trying. And there may be a cause other than you just thinking your brain is broken, broken. Like I, I thought that it was me problem, but I'm starting to think that it's external. And, you know, the wild thing is like, even when I went to the doctor to have this removed, they said to me, well, we could put you on an antidepressant. I said, an antidepressant? Absolutely not you're going to fix this one problem with another problem. And that's, what's been happening to me for the last eight years. 
Fuck that. Fuck, Fuck that. that. I'm so proud of you for advocating yeah. for yourself. Not only back in May, but yesterday too. Like, you know your body. And you said you feel it in your bones. If you feel it in your bones, that... There's a... Yeah. Listen. You know, they always say, like, if you have a gut feeling, listen. Like, if you have a freaking bone feeling, listen. Listen. that's deeper than guts. Yeah. And I... <clears throat> like, when I went to the emergency room that day, I got home that night... And I broke up with him, my boyfriend. I said, I broke up with him. I said, you know, you didn't trust me to trust myself. And I could have figured this out. I mean, not figured this out. We still didn't know it was wrong, but we knew that something yeah, was it's actually wrong. It wasn't just yes. in my head. It was something was actually wrong. Yeah. And I, I was just, I was, I felt so hurt by that. And then yeah. I was like, no one, you have to advocate for yourself. And this isn't a place where I should be. 100%. And yeah. you, as, you as the person who's supposed to be my partner and my support system, you're doing a piss poor job of that. Yeah, you're not listening to what I'm saying and what about myself. Like, and yeah. you know what? I feel like it really shows how little he truly knew about you. Yeah, I, yeah, he wasn't paying attention. Because if you ever showed up missing shit, that wasn't like silly stuff. Like if you ever showed up to something where you were missing a computer for a work thing, I would be concerned. Right, it's just not like me at all. I, I mean, I'm a software engineer. I am detail-oriented. My shit is always together. You are you know, a planner. Even, you are yeah. an organizer. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, that does not make sense. So this, that is out of, that, that would be a, hey, are you having, you know, I don't even want to go into it because I can't. It could drive, me too. I like, I, you know, I'm talking about it right now. I can't let myself get think about it too hard because it can really send me into a spiral because it's like heart that's heartbreaking to me yeah um, yeah well, because i would never react that way to anyone saying you know that i spend so much time with and i see their habits and i know how they act and what they do and first if i heard someone say you know something's wrong i would say let's let's go let's get it checked out you're probably right you know no one knows you better than you 100 percent um, and you're a better person. You know? Thank you. You are. Um, and I can't reiterate enough. I'm so happy you are here. Thank you. I love you. I'm happy I'm here too, which it feels wild that I can even say that and actually mean it. And I know that. I know yeah. that that's not something that can come easily. And yeah. so, um, and I really hope that, like I said, that this will because last week when we recorded and I don't want to say like the old you because that's not I don't I don't want you to think that like the current version of you there's anything wrong with that but I saw like the inner Ginny I guess is what I should say I saw your joy and your spark and the reason why I am in love with you you know I saw you know just our banter yeah I was excited yeah I was excited last week just you know just the reason why you're so infectious and why people are obsessed with you you know and so and I told Boyd that after we recorded, I was like, oh my God, dude, like she's back. Like she's here. And to hear you like want to be here and to be happy and to be enjoying your day and to having good days, like that is the most important thing. And so I want, I want that for you. And so fuck the next plan on rescinding the, the vote of confidence for it. 
major. Fuck next one on. Love you, Planned Parenthood. Still, they did help. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, shout out to Planned Parenthood. They don't know, but you know, we, we yeah, man. Here's to like better days, and let's hope that like every day you start to feel better and better and better. And man, like you said, shout out to anyone that's going through hard mental stuff. You, please know you're loved. Please know that people want you here. We want you here. Um, and you may feel alone, but you're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone. That's the thing is when you're feeling that sad, it doesn't feel like you have anyone or anything. And I know oftentimes after people commit suicide, all you hear is people saying, I would have been there for them. I, you know, that's true. People are there, you know, they, yeah. they mean that. And you can ask for help before it's too late. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, um, yeah i mean a little unrelated a little related but you know me episode three or whatever it was when i shared my story i can't tell you the amount of people that came in came out of the woodwork and and spoke about it to Ginny or spoke about it to me i was shocked at some of the messages i received pleasantly shocked um surprised that people cared um and i really don't I, i i really don't doubt that you're going to receive a lot of the same messages after this jen so you know i think we all just love you. I love you. And I, I was nervous to share because I also, for so long, I've just felt like if I really let myself talk about it, I would spiral back down. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that today. You know, I I felt like I, this is important and it's something that needs to be talked about. And I felt ready to, and I feel comfortable sharing with you. So love thank you. you for giving me that space. Thank you for sharing. And, um, you're stronger than bipolar. You're stronger than d- depression, than anxiety, than, you know, whatever else, whatever other terms people want to put on it. You know, you're stronger than your demons. And you've got me, and you can do it, and we've got this together. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That means so much. <laughs> Love you so much. Okay. Love you. Let's turn to a little bit of a lighter note. <laughs> Let's please. Let's bring the vibrations up a little or bit. What? Yes, we have to talk Queen B <laughs> bitch Bethany Frankel. And you know what? I think we were all shocked by this 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 shitty three-part fucking podcast that could have been a one part, but she just dragged out part 2 and 3. I know, and also all the ads. Give me a break with the ads, Beth. I am glad that people are coming for her neck about that because the hypocrisy was fucking real. Insane. And she also, I feel like she didn't even do, okay, so let's back it up. We're talking about Rachel here from Vanderpump Rules. Bethany did a three-part, wow, this really just cranked me up a notch. That is so silly. Uh, (laughs) So Bethany Frankel, who is an ex-housewife of New York, she did a three-part podcast with Raquel Rachel Levis from Vanderpump Rules, basically giving Rachel a platform to tell her story. And it... It was something. It, it was embarrassing. I'm going to be honest. It's embarrassing for both of them. It's embarrassing for Bethany. She did poor research on what she was even talking about. She definitely has never watched the show. She said she watched the reunion. She didn't know anything that she was saying. She said her interns get paid more than 
Rachel, who, by the way, made $350,000 last year on Vanderpump Rules. She has no clue what, what goes on. And she thinks hey, she's an expert. if that's what Bethany's paying for interns, I want to come be Bethany's intern. She's definitely me. not. <laughs> she's definitely not. You could even hear it when she said that. Uh, Rachel goes, oh, really? Like, because she knows she makes a lot of money. <laughs> and she was like, oh, really? Yeah. Bad. And also, uh, I keep wanting to call her Raquel because I'm so used to that. But she's Rachel. I know. And she just, she's just delusional you know she's saying on there about how much she's grown and this and that but the things she's saying oh ariana and i weren't that close of friends okay uh that doesn't help uh i can't believe ariana got all these brand deals and no one even paid for my mental health stuff yeah okay you you are the one that had the affair with her long-term boyfriend like uh, it's just everything's just poor me and it's so bad um do you remember the line i want to say it was like part one and she maybe part two. And she said, I am a miracle for being here about when she was talking about her aunt adopting her. I think that's all I, that after that, I was like, that's all we need to know. After that, you couldn't stop. You, you couldn't hear anything else. I just was like, that's all we need to know is that she thinks because she was adopted, she thinks she's a miracle. And I'm not trying to incite any violence when it comes to adoption or whatever. And like, she does deserve to be here. But like to say that that's, that's a very, yeah. s- skewed point of view to believe that you're a fucking miracle because someone adopted you <laughs> i know like uh, absurd her, her point of views on everything everything are and just i i know i know she is not that smart but it seems really hard for her to put a sentence together i know and when she uses big words i just she know, has to repeat com- them because she really yes. has to like think in her mind how she's supposed to use it in a sentence. Right, because someone coached her on how on yes. how to use it. Okay, thank you. Some of her, yes, she literally, I her manager or yeah. whoever had bullet points that she uh, she practiced one hundred percent. She practiced mm-hmm. that she pulled out, and you know she felt like a real big girl after pulling those those one liners out. I know. And, and she was saying some things, some crazy things just that honestly just put her in a worse light. And I I also want to say she had pull, she had some leverage that she could have used. She just threw her career down the fucking drain. You know, she could have gone to Bravo and said, not spoken bad about them, not spoken bad about anyone and said, Hey, you know, you should have paid for my mental health stuff. I'm bringing a lot of views to your network. I want to be on the show or I don't. I want to be on a spinoff. I want to do something. She could have She could have really leveraged this. And instead, she just threw her fucking career down the drain. Better yet, do a fucking tell-all. Right. Sign and, a contract and, for a multi-million dollar three-part tell-all. Bring the mm-hmm. text receipts. Bring the videos that no one's ever seen before. They have, uh, they have release forms from Tom Sandoval. I guarantee their lawyers could have fucking figured out a way to have every all of her footage that she has that you know she has available yeah. on the on the on the show. Then spin that into a podcast afterwards. Right. Don't go on a fucking podcast with Bethany Frankel who. Her one job right now is trying to take down Bravo. She said it. She doesn't care about the people. She doesn't care about how everyone's being treated. I literally just cannot believe the way that Bethany is like speaking at and towards Andy Cohen. 
I'm like, this is the man that here again, Lisa Vanderpump mentality. He made you like, sure you had skinny girl and sure you were hustling and all that shit, but real housewives put you on the map. And she advertised skinny girl so hard on real housewives. She would have never, she would not 100%. be where she is if it wasn't for the show. hundred percent. No, all the freaking margarita mixes, the wine, the dressings, every single. How about her car? The, oh, she's always driving the skinny girl car. Yep. She had the skinny girl blenders. She was giving to people. She was, there was, remember in the first season, she was like peddling the skinny girl cookies in the grocery store. Literally. Yeah. And then, so Rachel goes on and does this. Definitely doesn't make a dollar for it. And Bethany has more ads in the podcast than I've seen on any podcast. True. It was 15 minutes of content for part two and part three. The rest were ads. Right. Yeah. Like, she made a killing off of that because everyone wanted to hear it. And it was nothing new. We didn't learn anything new. Nothing she said, new. Rachel said some stupid ass shit on there. She talked about how Tom got producer credits. He didn't. She talked about how once she gave Graham up to that doodle place, they contacted Lisa Vanderpump because obviously Graham is chipped with Vanderpump dogs. And she was like, I didn't even know that they got the dog back. Hello. That's what fucking happens with Vanderpump dogs. They want you to return the dog to Vanderpump dogs. They are chipped so that when someone finds them, reads the chip, it says, we're from Vanderpump. Bring me the fuck back. Of course the dog went back. Like, she is so dumb. She makes herself look so bad. And she's complaining about that. Like, I didn't know he'd end up back there. Why didn't you know that? Because you weren't paying attention? Um, another bullshit uh, scapegoat is the... I didn't know the reality TV, TV game. Bitch, you've been on for like four seasons. Uh, this is not... This was not your first season. Not even close. And he, and I know she's been watching it. She knew who James was before she started dating him. But you didn't know the reality TV game. You knew the reality TV game. Literally. And maybe, okay, I can give you that for like the first season when you had your stupid puppy party and no one fucking came. Sure. Okay. You want to play the victim <laughs> in that season? Absolutely. You're also dumb. All right. You're just dumb. Mm -hmm. And you didn't know how to play the game. You didn't try to play the game. You didn't learn how to play the game until last season. And then you got in the game and guess what? And she chose the wrong horse to ride on too. She was taking her advice, her taking coaching advice from Tom Sandoval. That was your bad. She's a stupid girl. Sorry, but she's a stupid girl. (laughs) In a major way. And then I thought it was so funny that she shared on her Instagram story. It was a picture. uh, She cropped Bethany out. And it was a picture of just her and her voice talking about how she's going to be honest and this and that. I'm like, that is so funny. That is just rich because it was mostly Bethany leading her and kind of baiting her, to be honest, into saying, you know, kind of sticking with Bethany's narrative that it's a Bravo problem. I'm glad you brought that up because I felt the exact same way. I felt like obviously Bethany is always going to be the captain of the ship because that's Bethany. But she was completely leading Rachel to the answers that she wanted. And then when she got the answers, she did no deep dives into the answers. She just took everything for what she said, what Rachel said. And she didn't question it once. She didn't say like, are you sure about that? Or can you give more details? Or she didn't, there was no investigation journalism aspects in this, in this podcast, which Right. From Bethany, you would expect her to go for the jugular when it comes to some of the bullshit that Rachel was spewing. I know. And I will say, I we saw her mask slip one time. And it was when she was talking about Graham. She was talking about the dog. And, and Bethany goes, 
man, you really got yourself into some shit, huh? Or said something like that. And then she went right back to being like, oh, this is Bravo's. This is Bravo. But you heard her say that. It was one line. It might have been in the third part. But it was like she realized, oh, man, this is really, this girl really has done a number on herself. And then she got back to her narrative of like, this was Bravo's fault. Give me she a was break. Like, Let me get back on track. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like you saw her slip. I, I mean, I, that stands out to me like crazy. Cause I was like, yeah, she got herself into all of this shit. Bravo didn't push any of this. Come on. Is it a good storyline? Of course. Are they going to follow it? Of course. But you made all these decisions to do all these stupid, terrible things that led you down a path that now you're here. Well, and I didn't like that both of them were trying to like downgrade and downplay Ariana and Tom's relationship by saying that they weren't married and they didn't have kids. That doesn't take away the hurt of someone cheating. If you've been together for any amount of time, especially when you're in like, what is it, 10 years? That's what a villain does. They just try to tear the other person down and make themselves feel better. But it just makes you look bad. Yeah, I was like, that's a, a, a null and void point. That's not, that's not, that's not doing anything here. Saying that they're- Right, it doesn't give you permission. Right. In any way, it doesn't. That's not like a greeting card. Oh, hall pass. They're not married. There's a lot of people that aren't married, and it is still considered cheating. Right, and just because, like, I, I don't know, and the, the, the Tom saying that they're just a brand and they're not really together. Like, I don't believe you. I don't believe that he's ever tried to downplay him and Ariana being together for her. I don't believe that because she thought they were together. Right. Right. She knew they were together. And also there was this, something so sick is, I, I don't know where, where you're at, Vanderpump. I'm guessing you're not at this last season yet. Um, I watched last season, so I'm not Oh, you there did? Yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you know the episode when they go away, I think it was for Raquel's birthday. They go away to, they were like Vegas. camping and, no, they were, I don't know where they went, but they were camping. They had all the like campers. Yeah, and. Yeah, yeah. Raquel is just talking about how special she feels and how amazing it is to be around people who love her and how these are her people and her best friends all care so much for her. But at that time, she was sleeping with Tom Sandoval. And she's there with Tom and Ariana saying, you know, these are her people. And Oh, and then she's telling Bethany that she's not that close with Ariana. Yeah, she said, Sheena was my best friend. Ariana wasn't my best friend. But Ariana and Sheena were best friends. Oh, great. So you slept with your best friend's best friend's fucking live-in boyfriend. And your co-worker. It, That's also like, I'm yeah. gonna, just like how I talked There's about- There's no I, way she can spin it. No, you fucked up. And she was not owning it. Like she did not come on there and say like, yeah, this is an apology tour and I'm on one. You know, like Tom and I made some really dumb decisions. I really fucked up. Like I just, I just feel like it was just a- I'm the victim. Here's how Bravo fucked me over. They didn't give me a mental health advocate, which sure, maybe they should have. Maybe that'll be like a new thing that they start providing on every single reunion um, set. But like, you dug your grave. Now you get to lay in it. Have fun with that. You know, and Tom Sandoval is the person you chose to do that with. So he's going to dump you like a freaking hot potato. (laughs) I know. And she's definitely after that too, because she said some stuff on there. She talked about how, he recorded her without her consent, and then she asked him to delete it or said something about it on camera, and he was upset. He was like, why would you say that on while we're filming? And she's like, well, it happened. You know that's not going to go over well with him. <laughs> I'm really interested to see what this, what this next season brings. I want to see how if, if he addresses it, if he talks about it, or if he just tries to like sweep it under the rug and just move forward to 
the next plot line. Right. I saw, did you see there was like paparazzi photos this week of him with another girl, leaving the club with another mm-hmm. girl? Mm-hmm. He just really can't keep his nose clean. I mean, I, 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 that was the least surprising thing I've ever seen. I know. I was like, really? Are we shocked? This is like, cat doesn't change its stripes or whatever the fuck the saying is. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do know. I do know what you mean. <laughs> and if I see E News post one more time that Rachel is not returning, no fucking shit, she's not returning. Give us some news, E News. This isn't news. Yeah, we already know. Stupid. Do, stupid she's not there she's doing she's with fucking bethany in arizona <laughs> i know she's busy okay she's busy listening to all bethany's ads she'll be listening to those for fucking weeks she's tied up obviously she's not filming <laughs> i couldn't believe that and bethany called it a public service announcement you know what if it was a public service announcement there wouldn't have been one motherfucking mm-hmm. ad in that episode mm-hmm. in that first yeah episode. no i'm really glad that i i honestly i did one thing i did, did disagree with is i bet rachel did get paid maybe not a lot but i'm sure she did get paid a little bit um you think so like a couple yeah i mean if it was a couple grand because bethany knew how much she's gonna make off of this i know i think she took advantage of her i don't know about that i think seriously smarter i think bethany's smarter than that i think she because i think she'll be like yeah i threw 10 grand for two hours of her time yeah that's nothing that's a, yeah but a great we'll rate you know that. what i mean yeah we'll, we'll have to look yeah. into this mm-hmm. or like maybe she's gonna get royalties or whatever off this one episode like you don't you know what i mean there has to be something that, i doubt there had that to be some, i don't know I, I maybe not the royalties but some sort of upfront payment where 50k all in whatever it is you know what i mean like yeah i think she, i feel like she went on because she knows bethany has a big audience mm-hmm and I think because Bethany, and, and I think because people would hear, yeah, her. and I think because Bethany has been writing for her, but Bethany has been advocating for her, so it was like a, it's mm-hmm. it's a safe place. She knew she wasn't, and we know that right. her the lawyer thing about Bethany is came to the table with questions that were not allowed and questions that were allowed, and they both agreed on yeah. the set thirty questions or whatever it was that Bethany, you know, that Bethany asked, and there mm-hmm. were no hard balls being thrown. No surprises, Mm -mm. no hardballs. But I, again, I don't think Bethany rides for her. She, she acts like Mm -hmm. she does. She rides for the horse that's going to fucking kill Bravo. Or for the horse that's going to win. Right. And, and I don't think that necessarily means she agrees or is really stands with Rachel, but she's going to act like she is because she knows that that will is, you know, it fits her narrative. And Bethany plays the game. Like, Bethany is, the reason why Bethany mm-hmm. is still being talked about 20 years later is because she knows how to ride the wave and stay on top of it. Yeah. I, I also, I do like Bethany. I, I Me too. This whole thing with Bravo, though, is kind of making me a little annoyed, though I am si- pretty fucking sick of Bravo at this point. You know, we, we talked about this. It's not a Bravo problem, though. It's the housewives. You know, it's, we talked about this last week, just how things feel so calculated these days on the show and whatnot. So yeah. I do kind of get that, but yeah, I don't know. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of hearing about it. Maybe, maybe that's my problem. Well, uh, I am too, but, um, like I just said, she knows how to ride the wave and stay on top of it. Yep. Guess what we're fucking talking about? We're talking about her. She's I know. I know. She's, cause she ha- she's cause doing she's her job well. against Bravo. Yeah. She's literally, it, it, mm-hmm. and it's futile. Like, let's be real. She's not going to take down Bravo. Like she may make a dent. She may make like, get some like 
Bethany's claws or whatever else. Like, she may get some, like, little things that help people. But, like, do you think she's really going to take down Bravo? Fuck no. No, she's just going to get more view time, air time, listens. Yeah, her TikToks are getting more views. She's getting paid bigger mm-hmm. checks. She's just staying relevant. So you and I got to take a leaf from her book, and we got to figure out how to stay fucking relevant <laughs> for 20 years. <laughs> just say some wild shit people talk Literally. about forever. We can do that. Let's become, like, flat earthers next week or something. <laughs> okay, yeah, just for the week. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wait, have you had any crazy dreams this week? Uh, not that I can remember. I had some flashbacks for one last I I haven't had any, I haven't like remembered. I mean, I, I have dreams, but nothing crazy. I think I've just been so stressed from moving and like, um, yeah. And for the, I don't know if this is like being an adult, but I've been for this move and just kind of the past month, cause I've just had so many moving parts in my life. Um, I've been feeling the stress in my body instead of my head. My head is very clear. I know exactly what I need to do. I'm very organized, but it feels like I'm wearing like kind of like a suit of armor or like a weighted vest kind of thing. Um, if that's where your stress is manifesting. Yeah, it's just in yeah. my body. And so I just, um, you know, I'm less than a week away from moving and I'm really ready. You're getting yeah, close to no the end of this dreams. chapter. That's why you're feeling yeah. antsy and stuff. Yeah. 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 So no crazy dreams. Hopefully I'll start having some good ones. I've just, one thing that, um, Boyd and I have been saying just as like a rebuttal to everything in our life is your mother. So like, I hope you're like, can you make dinner? I'll say your mother. So (laughs) I was saying that in my dreams last night because I woke up this morning with just your mother, your mother, your mother in my head. And so I was like, I was somewhere in some world last night yelling at someone saying your mother. So you were given rebuttal somewhere. In some world elsewhere. <laughs> and I know someone was talking shit at me and I, I said, your mother, and they didn't know how to respond after that because what do you say? Yeah, what do you say? Your mother. What are, what are they supposed to say? I love that. <laughs> it's the best comeback. Like, literally. Or um, my new thing is, what are you, a fucking loser? <laughs> like, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> Babe, can you make me some dinner? What are you, a fucking loser? Like, just... <laughs> Can you get me a fork? What are you, a fucking loser? <laughs> or your mother. <laughs> I love that. I'm a terror. That's what I'm at. I'm a, I'm a terror. Okay. Um, okay. Well, tornado I love you so much. Oh, yeah. Tornado Kate needs to go get packing. So I love you. I love I you. I hope you feel better. Thank you. You're the best. And thank you all for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Have Wait, so everyone's going to hear this on Monday. Happy Monday. That's another episode of Gabby Girls. Thank you for listening. Make sure to comment, rate, review, and subscribe. Let us know what you think of us and the topics we talk about. We're not for everyone, and that's okay. Bye, Jen. Love ya. Bye, Kate. Love you more. <laughs>